0: Luke chapter 22, this is part number two of Garden Lessons. Jesus in his time of squeeze in Luke chapter 22. We talked about last week, just a quick little review. We talked about how Jesus went into that garden. It was a time of press. We talked about the olive press. We talked about how Jesus went into the garden and he invited some friends to come with him into the garden. But when he invited his friends to come with him into the garden, he withdrew from the very people that he invited to come and share in the garden with him. Here's why. Because they were secondary support, not primary. He was not hoping that his disciples were going to get him through his toughest time. Because here's the point. On our very best day, our garden friends will fail us. They will fail us. Hang in there. Pray with me. Watch with me. That's what Jesus' instructions were. That was his command. They couldn't hang with him even for a second. They were distracted. But he was there not to get a word from his disciples. He was there to be in tune with his father. Primary support. you got to make sure that you have primary support in the right place in your life. Many people get confused with the will of God that we talked about last week because they go to so many people and ask them, what is God's will for me? Listen, don't ask people what God's will is, ask God what God's will is. People can confirm it, people can ask, affirm it, but you need to go to God. We are so codependent sometimes when we go through painful times, we go to the wrong people hoping they're going to be primary support for us. And then we're disappointed with people when we should be not disappointed with people. We should just say, they're just like me. They're human. The human tendency is we're going to fail people. We're going to fail ourselves, but God is faithful all the way. Jesus went into the garden primary support with his father. That's what we learned. We learned in a few verses in in, uh, Luke 22, 39 through 41, we learned that he withdrew a stone's throw away from them. We talked about the lesson of withdrawal. Um, Jesus called a prayer meeting and then he left the very prayer meeting that he called. Because sometimes, if you're gonna get a word from God, you gotta move away from people. They're distracting. You'll hear so many voices, you won't hear the voice that you need to hear. So Jesus gives us an example. Lesson of withdrawal first. Then we learned the lesson in the crisis of the will. Is it going to be your will and your way, or is it going to be God's will and God's way? You have to determine what choice you're going to make. And we talked about the tension in that. Then where we ended last week was in verse 45, excuse me, verse 44, where Jesus was sweating great drops of blood, and that was we were ramping up to the lesson that we're gonna talk about this week, the lesson of willing submission, verse 44 to 45. So we have a lesson in withdrawal, that's important. Look at the flow of the text. Lesson of withdrawal, 39 to 41. 41 and following, we see the lesson in the will. Nevertheless, not my will uh, be done, but yours be done. And we talked about doing the will of God is different than hearing the will of God. When you hear God's will, The way that you respond in obedience is by doing it. So if you're gonna do God's will, you're gonna have to ask God to undo your will. Because my will and your will is we want what we want. God's will is he wants us to want what he wants. So you gotta lay it all down. And I share with you my personal testimony of the call to the ministry. People said, hey, you'd be a great coach. You'd be a great teacher. You're great with people. You, you need a job where you're dealing with people. So I almost listened to everybody because I could have been a coach and I could have been a teacher, but that's not what God wanted me to be. So I had to reject what people wanted for me and I had to receive what God wanted for me. It's the same way with you. So that's important. So then we come to 44 and 45, or 45 and 46, when he rose, here's the text, when he rose from prayer. If he rose from prayer, he must have been down on his knees in prayer. It's a really good thing for us to live in humility. When we get low... Uh, Pastor Matt was talking about this in staff meeting today. Worship, when we lower ourselves where he's exalted, what prayer is, prayer is not trying to change God's heart. Prayer is aligning my will with his will. So when it's an adjustment for me and it's an adjustment for you because we want what we want, but here's God's will. So God says, listen, I'm not moving. You need to adjust your life to come under the surrender of what I want for you. So there's an adjustment made here. Look at the text. Look what Jesus does. When he rose from prayer, he came to his disciples. Secondary support. He found them sleeping from sorrow. You know, that's what sorrow will do. Grief will do. He told them he was going to die. They they couldn't stay in there with him, so they were sleeping from sorrow. Then he said to them, notice the text, Why do you sleep? Rise and pray, lest you enter into sorrow temptation. So the idea is he came to them and he said, that's enough. Time has passed. There's no more time for you to pray for strength. There's no more time for you to wake up. The time has come and I am settled in my spirit. I am settled in my spirit that I am going to do the father's will, not my will, but God's be done. And so he had settled that in his heart. Now here's one of the things for the disciples. Time had passed them by. You see, when you and I walk in the flesh, when you and I show our weakness in situations, we fall asleep and we're not able to respond. And oftentimes we overestimate our ability to do things. We overestimate our ability to do things because we think we can make this happen. We think the choice that we're making is a good choice, but actually it's got to be his power that gives us the strength to make the choices that we have. People overestimate their ability all the time. See, the disciples thought they could stay awake, hang in there with him. Hey man, he's been ministering to these guys. He told them that he was going to die. You know, it's a good thing when you're going to the cross, you're feeling the pain and the press of what Jesus is, to have some friends that would hang in there with you. But they couldn't do it because they overestimated their ability. And oftentimes we do that. Think about it. Think about people who are young. They overestimate, students overestimate their ability to cram for a test. I did it when I was in school. Uh, People overestimate young couples, they buy a house that is way too much for them because the bank says they couldn't qualify. They overestimated their ability, they cannot really afford that. We overestimate our ability as seasoned people, 55 and above in here. We think that we can go run a 5K, we can't go run a 5K, I can't do that anymore. We overestimate our ability all the time, but it's a dangerous place. When you overestimate your ability in the area of sin, notice what he said here. In verse 45 and 46, or 46, he says, Then he said to them, Why do you sleep? Rise and pray lest you enter into temptation. We are weaker than we think. For the disciples, it was a night of weakness. For Jesus Christ, it was a night of strength. He willingly submitted his will to the Father, and he was God himself. Do you ima- can you imagine that? it was jesus christ fully god fully man not half god not half man who shed divinely human blood on a cross on calvary this jesus was wanting some friends to hang in with him and he willingly submitted to the one that he was equal to his father he willingly submitted himself he had been praying for release lord if there's any other way other than me having to go to the cross to bear the sins of the world. If there's any other pathway, if there's a plan B, have you ever asked God for a plan B? Have you ever asked him, oh God, I'd really like plan B? There's only plan A with God. Sometimes God's way of escape is right through the middle of the pain. Not around the pain, through the pain, through the pain. Jesus' escape was right through the middle of the pain. And so he said, I'm willing. He prayed for release, but watch this, he received peace. Time has passed you by. Time has passed you by to the disciples. The time is now. You know what they needed? A do-over. Have you ever needed a do-over? We used to play this game, rock, scissors, paper. And you could have so many do-overs. But then you had to live with your last mistake. But with Jesus Christ, that's not the way it is. How many times has God given you a do-over? Because you didn't pursue him in the will that he had for you. And God says, I give you another chance. Peter denies the Lord three times. Uh, Paul, Saul, um, who's murdering Christians, becomes Paul. He gets a do-over. He becomes the apostle to the Gentiles. He gets a do-over. David gets a do-over. God is a God of do-overs. The disciples needed a do-over, but Jesus didn't need a do-over. He had done the Father's will. The text said in the earlier verses, your will be done. When you do God's will, you walk right through it and you trust God no matter what the circumstances are, no matter what the situation is, no matter who has hurt you, no matter how much pain you have, you trust God. Willingly submit. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, submitted to the Father. He said, guys, time is now. Let's move forward. In your weakness I have found strength. The very strength that I received from the Father is actually what I wanted from you, but you didn't go there, but I did. I've been teaching you about this. That's what the text says. So here's what he says. Look at the text. Now all of this preparation, because he's going to take on betrayal right here. It's important to see in the text. Verse 47, just working through the text. This is a lesson in betrayal. We have a lesson in withdrawal. We have a lesson in the will. We have a lesson in willing submission. Now we have a lesson in betrayal. And while he was still speaking to them, Behold a multitude, and he who was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them and drew near to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? Let's stop right there. A friend betrayed Jesus. Judas was hiding behind a facade of love. He was one of the 12. Have you ever had a friend betray you? Have you ever had somebody betray you that you poured your life into, substance into? Maybe it was a marriage, maybe it was a work relationship, maybe it was a friendship. Have you ever had a friend betray you? Listen to me carefully. Betrayal is a gift. Because if you can understand betrayal from the aspect of Jesus being betrayed by his friend, then we can go a little deeper tonight. But if you think about, oh, Judas, he betrayed Jesus. We knew that Jesus knew this because it was prophesied in John 17, 12, that he was the son of perdition, that he would be betrayed, uh, that he would betray Jesus. Even in the upper room right before this text, he said there is someone sitting at the table that is gonna betray me. Now Jesus, the difference between Jesus' betrayal and and our betrayal is he knew who was gonna betray him, but it still hurt. Betrayal hurts, but betrayal is a gift because it reminds us of our own betrayal of sin. It reminds us not only do we have the capacity to betray Jesus, we already have. We already have, every one of us has. Every one of us has chosen our sin over a relationship with God, we're born into sin. So this betrayal, it, 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 it's, it's, it's uh, mind boggling to me, That Jesus, the Son of God, fully God, fully man, not half God, not half man, fixing to shed divinely human blood and have God the Father turn his back in a moment on his Son so that his Son can shoulder the sins of the whole world. That is painful in his humanness. Think about it. Where are you going to say, is that the divine Jesus or is that the human Jesus? You can't separate it here but understand the pain he was going through. And then on top of that, you have a friend betray you? Jesus understood what it was like to have people look at him who said they loved him and turn their back. Do you know what that's like? Have you ever been hurt by somebody that says they love you? Think about that. Have you ever been hurt by someone? Think about what this text is talking about. Jesus in the upper room just blessed Judas, He just washed his feet. They were serving in the upper room. There was no no servant in the upper room. So Jesus donned a towel, wrapped a towel around him, and he blessed everybody and washed their feet. Listen, this is important. Sometimes God wants us to bless people who hurt us because we're so full of God that we can look past the betrayal and bless people that have hurt us. Some of you are in bondage and embittered us tonight and a prisoner of somebody else because you will not bless the people who have betrayed you and hurt you. We've all been there, have we not? I've been there. I've been hurt deeply. Ministry is painful. That's why we have people like Mike Schumacher in our counseling ministry that we can go see. And I've seen him. Yes, I as a pastor have seen him. And I, as a pastor, am in ongoing counseling with a counselor that he recommended for me to see for my grief. I am not ashamed to tell you that I'm not okay all the time. In fact, very rarely am I okay. I'm telling you, when when you feel like life is caving in on you, that there's a blessing, you have to bless sometimes the people who hurt you. And Jesus did that. And watch this. Don't negate this. Jesus... After he blessed Judas and washed his feet, and Judas gave him over, the rabbi-disciple relationship was a relationship and a bond of love. And in Mark it says, and he kissed Jesus. It was a sign. You know why he kissed him? Because not everybody knew what Jesus looked like. You know, you may think uh, the first responders would know exactly who Judas is going to point out. You know, uh, I'll point to him, Judas said. No, no, he kissed him. The re- reason is they didn't really know they had heard about Jesus, but maybe didn't all know what he looked like. So he gave him away. And that's what happens in betrayal. A lot of times people give us over. They give us over. That's what the word betrayal means. It's paradidome. It means to give over, to hand over. There's a great difference in rejection and betrayal. Rejection, <laughs> rejection is if I speak to you and you don't speak to me, you've just rejected me. And you know what? That's okay. Or maybe you speak to me and I don't speak back to you. That's okay. That's rejection. But that's not betrayal. Betrayal is much deeper. Betrayal is intentional. And so the betrayal here of Jesus, he blessed the very uh, person that betrayed him. And so what that tells us in, in this garden, in this experience, is Jesus is experiencing pain. And he's going through betrayal. The son of man, it says, with a kiss. Judas, are you betraying the son of man with a kiss? Yes, he is. You know what we do a lot of times when we're betrayed? We want to get back at the person who's doing it. We're ready. We, you know what we do? We want to call a prayer meeting and say, hey, hey guys, let's come, come here, all of you, come here. We've got somebody in the group who's gonna betray me. We'd have called a prayer meeting for Judas, wouldn't we? Let me tell you what Jesus does. He leaves it alone. He leaves it alone. And that is one of the best lessons we can ever learn. When somebody hurts you, leave it alone. Let God take care of it. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. You and I don't have to go after anybody. We don't have to make them pay for what they did to us. Listen, forgiveness is the gift that God gives all of us. The one whose diseased heart committed the betrayal and the one who's got betrayal in their heart who just hasn't committed it yet. Jesus Christ went to the cross for Judas's sins, for my sins, and the only thing that will keep you from receiving the forgiveness of sins, Judas rejected Jesus, but the only thing that will keep you from receiving receiving the forgiveness of sins is you. You can stop him and say, I don't want that. Jesus wants to pour grace and mercy and kindness and love and wants to tell you that this person that hurts you, they, 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 um, that's okay because the Father is going to be faithful. The Father is never going to hurt you because the Father turned his back on Jesus and Jesus went through willingly and submitted himself to the cross. The Father is always going to be faithful to you and the Father wants to pour grace and mercy into your life through the Son. So don't let betrayal be Bitterness in your life. Is there someone tonight that you're bitter at because they hurt you? Jesus Christ could have been better. He chose to willingly submit himself, He chose to submit Himself to the Father. Willing to walk through the betrayal. Don't negate the fact that Jesus willingly paid for Judas's sins and paid for my sins and your sins on the cross. Don't negate that. That's important. So we learn the lesson in the garden of betrayal. Don't call a prayer meeting for the people that hurt you. Leave it alone and bury it and let God take care of it. Because you have betrayed God too. So have I. We've all hurt someone. And hurting people hurt people. Hurting people hurt people all around. There's churches all over America. People are betraying one another. They're hurting one another. And hurt people hurt people. Jesus tells us, the only time he mentions the betrayer is right here. He leaves it alone. Notice what he says. Let's look at the lesson of restraint. This is where we'll close. The lesson of restraint. When those around him saw... What was going to happen They said to him Lord Shall we strike with the sword Unbelievable And one of them This would be Peter Struck the servant of the high priest And cut off his right ear But Jesus answered and said Permit even this And he touched his ear And he healed him So this is a lesson in restraint Not only do we need to learn the lesson of betrayal People are going to hurt us But we don't have to get back at them. We don't have to call a prayer meeting for them. We can let it go and trust God. We can receive his mercy. We can receive his forgiveness. We can receive his grace. Some of you are in bondage to people who are six feet under the ground. They're already gone. And some of you are bitter and angry and mad. Over somebody who's been gone for a long, long time because of something that they did. Let it go and find peace tonight. Release it and receive peace in Jesus Christ. You can't walk around with a bitter spirit. You've got to let God free you. Somebody betrayed you. Somebody hurt you. Yes, but look what we did to the Lord Jesus. We've all betrayed him. Notice what the text says. They said to him, Lord, shall we strike with the sword. Why would Peter say that? Why would the disciples have that question? Jesus already told them, I'm going. I'm going to the cross. I've just told you about the lesson of betrayal. I just blessed Judas. I'm still going through all the way to the cross. And then shall we strike with the sword? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. You know what Luke is? He's a doctor. That's why he calls it what it is. It's his right ear. It's not his ear, it's his right ear. Remember he told him earlier in verse 44 last week that he was sweating great drops of blood. That's, I forget the word. It's Hema, yeah, it's that doctor word. But Luke is a doctor. Now here's what I know. Listen, you just got to read into this in the text. If he was going for just his ear, coming down on his ear, he would have cut his shoulder blade. But he wasn't going for his ear. He was going for his head. The guy ducked, and all he got was ear. If he was going for just his ear, cut off his right ear, he would have cut his shoulder blade off. But the text says that he cut off his right ear. And Jesus Christ, going through betrayal, going through a time of squeeze, has to stop and heal a man's ear because the disciples are hurting people. Hurting people hurt people. Oh no, Jesus, you're not going to the cross. We're not letting you. No, we said we'd be with you. I told you I wouldn't deny you. And Jesus is saying, yeah, you are. You're going to do that. So he's telling him the truth, but they're trying to stop Jesus from doing what he's already surrendered to, his willingness to be submissive, his willingness to walk through betrayal, his willingness to pick a guy's ear up and put it back on his head and say, you're healed. Now listen carefully. In the body of Christ, when you and I try to get back at people, Jesus has to pick up a bunch of ears that have bloodied up the room. Think about that. How many churches, how many people do you know? Listen, the disciples the one that hurt this guy and Jesus had to pick up a bloody ear and put it back on his head and reattach the ear. And that's what God does with us when we hurt people. He cleans up our mess. What mess have you caused in the body of Christ that Jesus keeps having to clean up? He's going to the cross. He's got a mission, but he's still willing to minister to people on the way, like save their ear. Now this is important to understand. A lot of churches today, I I pastored in the deep south. I know this. There are 4,000, 5,000 seat auditoriums in deep south Tennessee where I pastored. And you know how many people come to those services on a Sunday now? 20. You know why? Because there's been enough ears cut off in the body of Christ that people have gotten hurt and Jesus is reattaching ears to people trying to touch them and say, no, no, they they, they just didn't know what they were doing and people are walking in the flesh and the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak and they're hurting people and they have no message to the world anymore. Their community says, I'm not going in that church. Because there's too many bloody ears that Jesus has had to repair because people on the inside don't act like Jesus. And if we don't act like Jesus on the inside, you can forget about reaching the community. We have no message. Think about this. Jesus, on his way to die, picks up the ear and reattaches it. This is important. Jesus was the only cool one in the bunch. Listen, he had all power. He could have called a legion of angels, and he could have wiped every one of them out. He could have started over with the disciples real quick. He could have wiped every one of them out right there. Listen very carefully. This ties into the text. Be careful. The people that have hurt you, God may give you an opportunity to get revenge, and you're going to have to show the lesson of restraint like Jesus Christ did. Strength is not weakness, it's meekness. The son of God was under control. He had just been betrayed. And he was willing to have a moment of restraint as God, fully God, fully man. Put the man's ear back together. Could have wiped everybody out. Listen, God may give you an opportunity to get back at someone. Let me tell you how God gave that opportunity for me. And this time I didn't take it like I've done before a staff member that um, continued to be a problem of a church that I pastored. We finally let him go because after so many opportunities of saying, yes, I'll change, yes, I'll change. No, you haven't, so therefore you've made the decision easy for us. He went to another church And I got the phone call to give a reference for him. And I knew everything on him. I had a list. I was still bitter. I'm telling you, I was still bitter. I had a list. The moment I got the phone call, I picked up the phone and I said, oh yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you about him. See, God may give you an opportunity for the people that hurt you and you and I may have to use the lesson of restraint, the very power that God gives us that we could destroy someone by saying a word or signing something by their name. We could destroy that person. God may say, use the lesson of restraint that I showed here. You may not need to use the very power God gave you because vengeance is mine, says the Lord. The man got on the phone. I was just about to go off. I'm nice. When I get in the flesh, I'm real nice. But I can still go off. And I can still tell the truth. And I can still say, yeah, you know, I'll take this dig and that dig. And here's what I told the gentleman. I said, God, you're going to, God, do it. You're going to have to do this. Because my flesh, I'm ready. I've been waiting for this phone call a long time. Because the one who betrayed me, the one who's hurt me, I'm ready to take out revenge. And here's what God said. Tell him you can't say anything. And I did. I said, sir. I said, I'm not able to talk about the situation. But, 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 but he, he said, I said, sir, I'm not able to talk about the situation. Thank you for calling me, goodbye. He tried to call me back, get some more stuff in the situation. I told my secretary, do not receive any more phone calls from this person. It is over, it is done, it is buried. I'm not responding to ungodliness with ungodliness. By the grace and the power of God, that's the only way I could restrain. God may give you the power, may set you up to be right where you can hurt somebody that hurts you. You're gonna have to decide, do you have bigger fish to fry? How much God is really in you in that moment to where you can let God do what only God can do and that's to keep your mouth shut. Only God can do that. I'll give you another example. So notice what the text says, but verse 51. So Jesus is dealing with bloody ears and disciples who hurt and cleaning up messes. He does that in our life. I'll close with this situation. But Jesus answered and said, permit even this. In other words, I'm going to the cross. Permit even this. I'm going through the cross. I've already decided that. I'm willingly going to submit. I've given the lesson of betrayal. I've given the lesson of restraint. He touched his ear and he healed him. I'll close with another story about ears being bloodied. I'm just, just telling you the truth. I had a friend of mine who pastored not far from me. And it was a difficult, challenging church. It always has been. They always had knock-down, drag-out business meetings. They've been through a pastor about every year and a half. I told him, don't go there. They'll chew you up. They'll spit you out. He wished he would have remembered that counsel. It was for free. I didn't charge him for it. He went anyway. He said, one night I pulled up on a business meeting night. Now, here, listen. In the church parking lot on Sunday morning, it wasn't even close to being full. But when you pull up on a Wednesday night for a business meeting and the church parking lot is full, you should go pack your bags, Do you know what? He did. He told me, Freeman, I came into the parking lot. I saw the number of cars. God gave me peace that they were voting me out tonight. And he said, I I didn't go into the church. I went straight to my office. I began to pack. I loaded everything into my car. I left that church. And sure enough, they executed the, the exact thing that they wanted to do. But he said, I let it alone. I let it alone. Listen, when we're filled with God and we're filled with the Spirit and God, and there's bigger fish to fry, and we understand that God loves all people, and only by the grace of God, I'm not acting the way that person is, we are able to walk through any situation and just willingly submit. They gave him no severance package. They gave him nothing. And he walked away with a family, but he walked away at peace because he didn't let his spirit get bitter. He was better because he knew the better one lived in him and he was willing to trust God even when it doesn't make sense. I want to ask you tonight in closing, would you lay down whatever swords you have where you're exercising your right and your ability to operate in whatever way you feel you should operate with someone who's hurt you, would you lay down the sword and trust God? Trust God. Why would you go through this life being bitter when Jesus Christ took your sin as well as the one who betrayed you to the cross and forgave all things? We can live in forgiveness and truth, can't we? Let's do what God's called us to do. Let's be the church that God's called us to be. Let's be the people that are willing to say yes to him and surrender to him. And when you say yes to him, you've just let go of all of your options. And there is no plan B. There's just God's way and God's will and move forward in it. Let's pray. Father, we come. I pray for these sweet people tonight. I pray for myself. All of this that we've talked about tonight, Jesus in the garden, walking through, fully God, fully man, shows us some lessons that are life lessons that will help us become the people that you want us to become. I pray for people in this room that are bound to bitterness because of someone who hurt them. I pray that between them and you, they could get it right and let it alone and bury it tonight under the grace and the mercy and the forgiveness of Jesus Christ who was going all the way to the cross. Past the reattached ear, past the disciples, past all the people that came to arrest him and he wasn't gonna run because he didn't, he laid his life down, they weren't gonna capture him. He already said, no one's gonna take my life from me. I lay it down willingly so nobody actually killed Jesus He willingly said, here I am. I present myself to you. So Father, I pray that we could have that kind of an attitude. I pray that we could learn the lesson of restraint as well. That when we want to get back at somebody for what they did, we'll just remember how broken we were before you. And we don't have any right to put anything on anybody else. We stand before you. And we will give an account to you of how we have treated people. And so we pray that we could do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. Release people to be free because many of us are bound to some situation that's happened years and years and years ago. Only by your grace, only by your mercy, can we even move forward. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.